0: Bless up and welcome to the Heal Thy Man Chronicles. I'm Paul Newell and I'm so amped to be sharing my journey with you. Throughout this podcast, we'll explore what health is and how we can heal ourselves and how we can create a life that's filled with truth and peace. Each week, I'll be sharing audio blog entries where we'll dive deeper into my personal experiences and share my insights with you. I'll also be bringing on guests for interviews and conversations to explore different perspectives on health and healing. Together, we'll explore various methods for achieving optimal health, including meditation, exercise, and nutrition. And and more than that, we'll dive into deeper aspects of what it means to be healthy, such as cultivating meaningful relationships and finding purpose in life. So sit back and relax and join me on this journey of discovery. Welcome to the Heal Thy Man Chronicles. Go ahead. Have a drink. It's not going to be a big deal. You got this under control. Don't worry about your commitment. You can get back to it. (laughs) That, my friends, is what the devil sounded like when I was out with some friends the other night. So to scale back a little bit, giving you a little context. This is the first time you've heard my podcast. My previous podcast or the previous episode to this one was explaining a commitment, a journey that I've taken to really challenge and challenge myself and up my game. Really see what I'm made of, see what I can create when I'm free of distraction. So to me, I chose to be without distractions for six months. And these distractions specifically are alcohol, marijuana, and porn. These distractions, in my judgment, have clouded me from achieving what I'm capable of achieving. So I've made the commitment to be without them. For an extended period of time to see what's p- possible And set the t- intention to generate $15,000 by Autumn Equinox 2023 Making my commitment known So what a surprise to me When into this journey I think I've got, I think I've got it down I'm like, this is piece of cake. I can do this. No sweat. I wasn't feeling, I was feeling no pressure. Sensing no pressure. Then shla bow bow. I go out with some friends. Now these are friends I've known for a long time. And we we rarely get together. We're all dads and have have. Jobs and and interest and in businesses. So, our time our time is precious. So, when we do get together, we have a good time. So, when I went out with these gentlemen, it was two of my guys, and uh, I was I explained to them. I said, "Hey guys, you know, I'm I'm going without liquor. I'm going without weed. I'm going out with porn. I'm going without porn, and I mean these guys have known me for." Jeez, whew, man, 30 years. 30, actually over 30. Yeah, 30 years these guys have known me. 30. Over 30 years, 32 actually. 30 32 33 years. So for for the majority of my life, they've known me as someone that can get my drink on, can get my smoke on, and um I love sex and porn. So what a surprise it was for them to hear that I'm doing without this for six months now. I've done without. I've done without stuff, and these guys have been like, "Boy, you are you are on some shit, son. You are on some stuff, next stuff." So what a surprise it was to them to hear that I was going without these things. And you know, these guys know that I love weed. Uh, I, lo- I love. St- I used to love to smoke. So when they heard that, and and I actually got you know because they're friends, man. They are they're my brothers. We actually had a conversation around it, and I explained to them what it was, and I explained to them how much I, how much I judged. I was using those vices as a way to dampen um, what was really going on, or push down what was really going on inside of me. Um, dealing with parental alienation, uh, you know, wanting to see my kids and not being able to, um, failing to have a job, money was, you know, money was out the window with child support. And I, and I, looking back on it, I really think that I was in a state of, I was in a depressed state. Uh, you know, I was acting like everything was great or, or everything. I was, you know, like keeping a positive spin on things. Yet at the same time, I was struggling. And the alcohol and the weed and watching porn was a way for me to distract myself. So I would fail to think about it. Yet it, feel, it wasn't going anywhere. So when I was explaining this to these guys and, you know, they said, man, we, we understand. And, they, you know, they were like, they were, we're proud of you, man. We're proud of you. We're here to support you. Now, I was drinking ginger ale and waters. This has been my thing since I've been on this commitment. Uh, you know, I go to wherever I go and people have a drink and I'm like, I have a ginger ale, one part water, three parts ginger ale. And most of the time they bring me a whole glass of water, a whole glass of ginger ale. So I make my own uh, quote unquote cocktail. Yet at the same time, towards the end of the night, that's when that voice came. It said, come on, Paul, just go ahead, man. Just just have a drink. It's your boys. They already said they're proud of you. Just have one, man. Do it. Do it. And what did my ass go do? God. I said, you know what, waitress, you know what? Yeah, forget the ginger ale. I'll take a, I'll take a Casamigos, one cube, and a lime. Thank you. And so the journey really kicked in at that point. So now here's the crazy thing. At that point, when I had this interaction, I had this time out with my friends, I had been almost two weeks without a drink. Two weeks. And I was proud of myself, and at the same time, like you know, I listened to the devil. The devil was like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, man, just have it. Go ahead." So as I'm sipping on this, and I gotta tell you, it was really interesting. As I was, as I took a couple of sips, I was like, "God, this is fuck. This is freaking horrible." And my taste buds got acclimated after like maybe like the third or fourth sip, and I found that it was a struggle to. Even come close to finishing this drink. So now, as I come home, I, I had a little bit of shame uh, about it, and at the same time, I saw it as an opportunity to really dig deeper as as a as a lesson that I can I can use to support me in being successful in in this journey, in this commitment, and. What I found was it, it, it tied back to a book I read by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil, which if you have yet to read this book, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And in this book, Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill had this, um, had this technique called the Invisible Counselor's Technique where he would have conversations to uh, people that were either living or, or, or had passed on. And in this case, he had a conversation with the devil. And it was a truly insightful. If you're religious, I understand if you want to stay away from this. Yet I st- and at the same time, I invite you to read it because it's more than just like a hell and brimstone type of thing, like the devil, I'm going to people burn in hell. It was talking about the different fears that the devil can use to keep people off of their f- purpose. And in this case, the book called it Drifting. So some of the fears that the devil talked about that it uses to control the population, fear of poverty, fear of ill health, fear of loss of love, fear of death. And for me, there was a, a a couple strands of the fear of freedom, or not the fear of freedom, my apologies, the fear of criticism. And actually, that freedom piece will come in. Maybe that'll come in later. But it was the fear of criticism. And now this was an interesting thing, right? My friends... They felt they, they, there was no criticism there yet at the same time there was a criticism internally and I recognized at later on in that night like my my thing was that I had this fear of standing out of of um uh of thinking that uh, there was also this part of me that was that was saying that you know just have a drink because then you might make them feel uncomfortable I was creating these stories in my head to justify me having a drink, okay? So there was this fear of failing to fit in, fear of, and in this case, it was a fear of um, being superior to another or better than another. When it was, it, what, looking back on it, it was no, nothing of the sort. Yet at the same time, that was how the devil or my drifting got in the way of, me having a drink. So this was an important lesson for me as I was, as I was really thinking about this and pondering this. You know, this has been a situation um, that I've experienced for the majority of my life. Whenever I have the opportunity to really stand out, I'll stand out in a space that I'm comfortable with. Like whether it's like facilitating a circle or being making a speech or, you know, anything like that, great. Yet if it's something that maybe that I may sense will make me uncomfortable or make others uncomfortable, I shy away. I scale back. I come back into this place where I can be like everyone else and fit in the crowd. And this is the devil to me. Why? Or what's the reason? That's the devil to me. Well, I'm glad you asked. what the reason is the reason is because, like, it's de- in this book, outwitting the devil, the devil talks about using different vices to to again get people to drift, get people off their def- definite their definitiveness of purpose, their um, ikigai, their, their 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 reason for being here. And what I noticed, everyone, is that when I had that drink, I felt I felt off in the beginning of the next day. Shoot, I felt off that day, I felt just uneasy. And this in itself will have my mind, my body sluggish that can keep me off my goals, that can get me off of my schedule, off of my pace to do what I intend or set out to do. That is the devil. And the wild thing about it is that the devil is cunning the drift and, and in this case I'm going I'm gonna, I'm going to stop using the word devil and I'm going to start to use another deed the drift the drift has me or I I allow the drift or actually better yet I allow myself to drift when I get off of my commitment when I get off of my purpose and it can become very easy when someone I'm speaking specifically for me when I get off of my purpose, or when I fail to continue to be engaged with the commitment that I've made and the reason I've made it, I will drift. And there's and and I looking back, at it, I could have went the whole night with just ginger ale, three part ginger ale, one part water. I could have went the whole night. I would have been using the bathroom more often, and maybe not. But and it's 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 what it is. And I recognize that this is what happens in our culture. I can be easily distracted. I can get myself off a pace. Like even for me, I'm a doer. So I love to do things. And the thing that I've noticed in this space, when I was really reflecting on what happened when I was out with my friends, I reflected on the ways that even me being a go-getter and ambitious can cause me to drift. How so, you say? Well, if I'm doing a ton of things that are spread out all over the place or are digging a bunch of shallow holes rather than doing a lot of, uh, and, and also these efforts are spread out all the, all over the place. If I'm doing that rather than staying on a purpose, staying on a path that I've chosen, then I'm going to drift. I'm going to lose my momentum, I'm going to lose my steam. And then guess what? Then I fall back into, well, you know what? Well, uh, listen, it it could have been real easy for me to the next night be like, well, I had a drink last night. I'll just start on Monday. And this is the thing. If this is resonating with you, I invite you to really settle back in and think about the times that you've committed to something and you fell off. And then I want you to take the next opportunity to think about what, how, what did it take for you to get back on your path? And if you fail to get back on your path what will it take to get you back on it? And here's another thing to really be aware of because this is all about self-awareness this is all about bringing in our executive brain, staying out of our fight or flight look at what are the things that got me off my path? What was a fear that got me off my path? What was a vice that got me off my path? What was a destruction that got me off my path? And to truly step into the arena of self, what's the pattern? How many times has that happened before? And what am I willing to do differently this time? To stay on my purpose. This is where the rubber hits the road, folks. This is where the rubber hits the road. And, and speaking specifically to men, men, we get to stay on our purpose because the world is different for us. The When we start getting caught up in compliments and, oh, you know, you do such a great job. Guess what? That's even something that will pull you into a drift. I noticed for me, like, there's times as soon as I hear there's a good job, okay, I can ease off. I even noticed it when I was at the gym the other day. I was in a class and someone, and the instructor was like, great form. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I got the compliment. I'm going to ease off. And then I was like, what am I doing, man? I'm still halfway through this workout. Let me kick that shit in. It's time to go. So I bring this to you because, listen, the, I, this healed I Man Chronicles adventure, this is about me bringing you the truth, man, bringing you the real shit, because you know what? Life is about the real shit and overcoming that stuff, overcoming, being on your purpose, figuring out what the heck your purpose even is, and then learning and being in the journey of staying on that space, observing when you fall off, observing when you get in the drift, and then claiming and acknowledging what gets me off the drift. Because once I can acknowledge what gets me off the drift, then I can correct it. Then I can acknowledge it and see it when it's coming. So I can be like, I, I, oh, you know what, devil? You you hanging out in my whispers and stuff? You can go kick rocks, son. Or you know what? Why don't you have that tequila? How about that, goody goods? All right? So listen, if you're hearing this and you've fallen off, you've gotten off your path. I acknowledge you. I encourage you and I support you. I'm going to stand for you to get back on your purpose. And believe me when I tell you, without knowing how long you may have been off of your purpose, it will be difficult. It will be difficult to get back on it regardless of what, how long it's been. And it's free of it being difficult for physical reasons. It's going to be more for your mental and spiritual. There's going to be a part of you, this devil, that's going to be cunning and conniving and and do its best to convince you to stay where you are. Stay where you are. It's comfortable here. Come on, you know this place. And that, my friends, is, is a place of complacency and a slow death. Step into this discomfort Step into the learning Step into the edges The growth edges and spaces of yourself And notice what you learn about yourself To stay on your purpose With that, I'm in And with that, I'm also out Thank you for listening Until next time And that's a wrap for this episode of the Heal Thy Man Chronicles. Thank you for joining me on this journey of discovery and healing. I hope you've gained some valuable insights and tools to help you on your own journey towards optimal health and wellness. And remember, healing's a process and it's never too late to start. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me, uh, please subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. I, I dig hearing from you all and getting your feedback because it helps me create and improve. Uh, helps you create more meaningful content and also helps me improve. So join me next week for another episode of the Heal Thy Man Chronicles, where, where we'll continue to explore different methods for achieving optimal health and well-being. Until then, take care of yourselves and remember to listen to your body and move through life in truth.